Hello and welcome to EG's Voice of the Region. I'm Jim Larkin, I'm a regional researcher with EG and I'll be continuing our tour around the various regions and counties of the UK to find out exactly what commercial real estate is like at local level using the expert guidance of an agent flying high in the radius on demand rankings. This time we're off to Kent, the Garden of England, where Caxton's commercial has enjoyed a particularly bountiful harvest and is sitting pretty with 220,000 square feet of space transacted so far this year uh, and I'm pleased to be joined by its director and head of commercial agency Mark Coxon. Mark, hello. Hi Jim, nice to meet you. You too. Okay, now um, somehow we're into November already, um, so kind of time to start reflecting on the year. Um, in a nutshell, how's 2021 been for you? Uh, for industrial agency, it's been uh, probably the best year we've had, and that's similar for the South East and uh, the UK in general. So um, the, the tone of the market is on the up, as it has been for the last 18 months, uh, since COVID, really, and uh, uh, taking taking further uh, inspiration from uh, those months before COVID. Okay. Uh, now, just a kind of by way of introduction, can you talk a little about uh, your background, what brought you to Caxton's and the, the range of services the company offers? Yeah, well, I've been with Caxton's for 10 years. I own part of the company. Uh, Caxton's have been trading for 30 years. We have six equity directors, about 100 staff, um, just located in Kent. So we have Gravesend, Maidstone and Canterbury. So we cover the whole region. Um, I used to be a partner at Cushman and Wakefield, the global firm of um, surveyors in London, and uh, moved out to Kent just to focus on uh, one area. Um, so Caxton's have multidisciplinary, uh, they have a professional uh, student, residential and insurance and agency departments. Uh, so we cover the whole, uh, the full spectrum. Uh, personally, I handle commercial agency and probably now 100% of my work is industrial. Sure. OK. Um, how big is the commercial team there? Uh, it's quite small, actually. Uh, there's only three surveyors, uh, myself, um, James Squire, who works for me, um, in Maidstone and Vaughan Hughes, who runs the Canterbury office, um, and that's sort of sufficient for uh, for what we do. Sure. Okay. Um, how different does it feel working for a you know a kind of a regional specialist compared to a you know massive international like Cushman and Wayfield? It's actually quite similar because the sort of kit I deal with is exactly the same. So um, where I focused on prime sheds in on the UK, I deal with prime sheds in um, in mm. Kent, prime and secondary, uh, but usually the, the bigger stuff. So um, apart from locationally, and locationally it doesn't really make a lot of difference now because you be, could be working from home. Um, it's quite similar. I suppose the only um, the only difference is we don't go on um, European trips, so <laughs> I'll probably get as far as Margate, um, but uh, I, I can live with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, um, as things stand, um, you've let just shy of 220,000 square feet across 20 deals within Kent. Um, what type of deals have made up the bulk of this? Um, I think that um, the majority of the deals have been the larger lettings. So um, we've done a couple of massive um leasehold deals um, for M2 uh, CityLink uh, locations, three properties, 70,000 square foot to um, Argos. And we did another 70,000 square foot pre-let uh, to DHL at Sittingbourne Trilogy. So those two were the larger deals. Uh, I mean, Kent generally has performed phenomenally well uh, and take up this year was uh, three and a half million. Uh, there was a couple of huge 
uh, lettings uh, powerhouse um, in Dartford, uh, where 2.3 million let to Amazon um, and 450,000 square foot to Orpington. So uh, where we where uh, uh, take up was three and a half million this year, it was only 850 last year. And I suppose the two uh, mega deals uh, actually skewed those those figures. But notwithstanding that, um, Aylesford, the arc for um, uh, for Wembridge, uh, 68,000 square foot led to Svegon. Um, we also did, um, as I mentioned, Sittingbourne and, um, and Rochester. Uh, quite a few existing deals done, um, not with us, but with other agents also. Uh, Bastion in Dartford, 85,000 square foot. Hartlip in Sittingbourne, 148,000 square foot. Trident in Sittingbourne, 62,000 square foot to, Del- to Alidec. Not many freeholds, but the Cummings Warehouse at Manston um, sold to an investor, 163,000 square foot, um, which actually leaves us now with supply in Kent at 240,000 square feet of existing um, mid-box, we call them, mini mid-box, they're sort of 20,000 square foot plus um, in 10 buildings. That doesn't sound like enough. <laughs> no, it's only really about 12 months supply. Coming on board, we've got about just under a million square feet um, being constructed this year. Um, at places like Crossways Business Park for Goodman, uh, Dartford Works for Renbridge, Dartford X uh, for Renbridge, Locate for Clearbell. Um, so that will take up some of the, that will be some of the supply. Um, but if you think about 90% of our deal, of the deals in Kent this year were done pre-let, um, then that's phenomenal. So I'd imagine that um, a big chunk of that could be taken up by pre-lets. Um, so 900,000 square foot or a million sounds a lot, but actually this time next year, it might be a small amount. Um, so coming through the year after, there's 270 acres available for des- design and build. Um, so these are the developers who are going to wait for a pre-let. So we've got London Medway Park for Goodman, uh, Palatonia in Aylesford, uh, Cold Harbour Lane um, in uh, for Renbridge, uh, G Park uh, for, G- for Gaisley and Sittingbourne, and Waterbrook for GSE. So there's quite a lot of stock pipeline um, and as we see really you have to build out in order to to pre-let and uh, we've just completed the Kent Property Market Report this year which I've just presented and um, one of the questions asked um, was you know how come we've been so successful this year as a county and the rationale is a lot of the um, big sheds were built out so they're expectedly constructed but pre-let before construction um, and I think really that's a good sign. Okay, that was actually going to be my next question. I mean, what do you put that success down to? I mean, I know industrial and logistics have been big everywhere, but what does Kent offer occupiers that's distinct from, you know, neighbouring counties? I think that, um, I mean, I compared um, Kent with the M25 locations like Park Royal and Tottenham, where rents are in the region of £30 per square foot. So our most expensive centre is Dartford at £14 per square foot. So we're 50% below um, where we are in other locations. And actually the distance between Dartford and the city centre and London city centre compared to Tottenham and um, Heathrow, for example, is about the same. So in fact, we are actually under rented still, you know, even though 14 is the amount. Coming down the M25 to Orpington, you're more of 17, which is slightly outside the county boundary, um, but I always um, take Orpington in as in in Kent. Um, and then m- but moving out um, past the M25, because obviously, you know, most of Kent is outside the M25, uh, rents 
are just hitting double digit for mid boxes. So uh, we're sort of nine, 10 pound per square foot. So there's a lot of potential for growth. So actually it's quite cheap compared to um, the rest of the UK. And um, I call the M2 and the M20 up to Sittingbourne on the M2, up to Ashford on the M20 London markets where industrial occupiers coming out of London will actually still uh, want just-in-time deliveries. So um, all those locations are quite cheap. Um, and actually, uh, 10 years ago, quite a long time back, um, Morrison's went to a big scheme at G Park in Sittingbourne, uh, where they took uh, half a million square feet, which is one of the biggest deals at the time. Um, they were negotiating with me once at Cushman's on a uh, similar building in Dartford. Now rents were in Dartford 775, where um, uh, G Park at Sittingbourne was 550. And obviously, we lost them to to, uh, to Sittingbourne. So they must have made the decision that actually, um, logistic-wise, um, you know, you they didn't have to be on the M25, although it helps, um, but they were making quite a big cost, uh, a cost reduction. But notwithstanding that, those locations on the M25, um, like Powerhouse, for example, um, you know, it doesn't get better than that with regard to location mm. uh, being logistically for the uh, UK. But schemes we've got located in Maidstone for Clearbell, Junction 8, which is a new scheme, just put a fork in the ground, or spade in the ground rather, uh, and we're building out uh, mid-box uh, buildings up to 50, 70,000 square feet and some smaller ones. And uh, again, you know, hopefully to pre-let by this time next year. Um, and there's one or two other schemes which um, are going just as well. Um, I know I mentioned Panettone at Aylesford, where they've got strong interest. Um, and then moving out to Ashford, uh, we've got Ashford 34, which is 34,000 square foot uh, uh, um, new build, just being started construction, got strong interest. Uh, very little stock in Ashford. So we're looking around for some more land. Um, Mojo on junction 11A uh, at Ashford um, sold last year to uh, the government where um, the owners were looking to, the pension fund who owned it, were looking for pre-lets and obviously all, all sold to um, to the government for lorry parking, which took out a massive area, uh, a massive uh, uh, amount of stock for Kent. Okay. Um, now, um, most of your deals, um, I'm looking at them on a map, um, they've been around that North Kent coast, kind of, you know, from Dartford through the Medway towns to, you know, places like Gillingham and Sittingbourne. Um, is that where most of the activity tends to be within Kent, or is that just where you've kind of decided to target? I think that um, the activity in Kent is um, was all over. The M2 and the M20, um, M2 for those who don't know Kent that well, straddles the river, the M20 bisects um, Kent. Um, as I say, those those bigger deals happen up until Sittingbourne and then down to Ashford uh, on, on, on the M20. We have an office in Canterbury who cover all the parochial areas like Dover um, and Folkestone, etc., um, who have a lot of the smaller lettings. Uh, but, but Dover, for example, is another key town. Um, and on my recent Kent Property Market Report, I was trying to um, analyse which towns are going to be worth investing in um, places like Dover uh, where there hasn't been any um, uh, activity industrial activity for, for, for quite a while um, it's worth focusing on um, and obviously we've got quite a lot of in infrastructure improvements in Kent like um, we've got the London Resort at Norfleet so, uh, which is basically the big um, uh, the big uh, Paramount um, facility which will be built probably within 10 years uh, some people are saying within five um, they're buying up land at the moment there'll be a lot of um, uh, there'll be a lot of knock-on effects from that uh, theme park uh, when it's built so a lot of land opportunities coming up lower Thames crossing which should be uh, with us in the next five years again opening up 
uh, Kent M2, Gravesend to uh, North River. And again, there'll be land opportunities around that area. Um, the new Junction 5A at the M2 at Sittingbourne, which again will open up distribution um, even further for, um, for Sittingbourne, which is which is good. And Junction 7 on the M2 at Faversham, which um, will bring Faversham, I think, into um, more of a London market for distribution. Um, so there's a few key areas there and all these areas have one thing in common it's uh, access so um, you know they're all they've got fabulous access from the motorway um, for distributors through PLs and retailers. Sure okay um, is there a, a kind of keener supply of land in in the north and east of the county than there is in the west where it's kind of you know Tunbridge Wells and lots of green and leafy villages? There's not uh, a lot of land available um, that's that's our struggle as it is within the UK. Um, every year there's always a couple of sites sold, so there's always things which uh, which which pop up. Um, there's very few larger tranches, although there's 33 acres just gone under offer in Tombridge Wells, which the market's uh, fo- uh, closely focusing on, um, seeing who 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 buys that. Um, the uh, the largest land uh, sale before that was Locate um, at Junction 8, which we won for Clearbell, um, which is probably about two years ago now, year and a half to two years ago. Um, so lack of land. There's locations like Sheerness. If for those who don't know Kent, you've got two peninsulas on, on the north of the of, um, of Kent. You've got um, the Isle of Grain and then you've got the Isle of Sheppey. So Sheerness sort of is on the um, Isle of Sheppey. Um, and a bit of land available there. Um, occupiers have probably steered away from going uh, going that far. But I think with Sittingbourne being taken up, um, Rochester um, being taken up as well, uh, some of these distributors might be having to look a little bit further out. Um, and I think once you've built a big shed, um, you know, uh, a lot of companies will actually um, focus on something which is available. Um, when I was at Cushman's, I used to act for Sainsbury's and um, nine times out of 10, a building came up um, available and would have a look at it seriously because obviously it would, it would help their distribution network uh, rather than just sort of putting a pin in the Mac thinking we, we do want to be there, which which does happen, um, but it's more about um, availability. Sure. Okay. Um, how attractive has the Kent industrial market been from an investment perspective this year? Are you kind of seeing much activity yeah we've had three 295 million uh, um, pounds worth spent on um on investment this year um which is phenomenal compared to um which is almost double 218 levels um interesting enough uh, rents on um on single let uh, warehouses have dropped to 2.75 percent where nationally they are three and a half percent so um, we're beyond the uh, national level um Aylesford commercial park in Aylesford sold this year for 2.75 percent um and um moving on to secondary secondary single lets we're at about five and a half percent which is very similar to the national average of five to six percent uh net initial yield uh, there's a deal at Hilton Road in Ashford, um, completed at 5.2, which that stands it out. Prime multilets is worth looking at. Uh, we're off 4.25%. Um, there's a couple of uh, buildings, uh, schemes on the market. Now, interestingly enough, uh, the national um, uh, yield is 4.25, but the secondary multilet um, market is at 4.65. Now, this yield differential is only 0.5%. So I see a lot of movement potentially on that 4.25 for prime multilet going sub four, um, which will be great for the market. So again, um, 
the last deal done on the secondary multilet this year was a large trading state, the Sixty-four Trinity trading state, sold 4.65. So that yield gap should be more. So there's obviously potential for um, for those prime multilets to to move out, especially when you consider West London is at sub three percent. There's a good funding market. Not much comes available, but M2 City Link in Rochester uh, funded last year, and um, Asher 34 was on the market for funding uh, this year as well. Um, Yield-wise, about 3.25 to three and a half percent. Sure. Okay. Um, now, Kent, it occupies a strong strategic position um, in which to one side you've got London and the other is basically France. Um, but I guess that means you're probably going to be more susceptible to the effects of Brexit than most markets. Um, has it had a discernible impact as distinct from other factors such as the pandemic? Haven't been absolutely affected at all, which you would have thought uh, you come. I mean, mm. lorries obviously come through um, uh, come through the tunnel uh, and they, they're going to a destination. So they're going to Hams Hall, for example, in Birmingham. Um, so often or not, we're not a stop off. Um, so the European connection with Kent, um, I don't think, um, I mean, having been here for 10 years, I thought, you know, we would have seen a lot more European operators coming over. Um, but basically, um, logistics are, uh, are driven by um, d- d- different things. And it's more, you know, a UK market. Mm. So not affected at all. Um, COVID, we had a, a bit of a, um, a down down tools for three months and then it picked up um i mean the good thing about the industrial market is if you're an industrial operator you know it's not like you know you can't work from home uh, like, mm. like office or, or occupier you have to keep expanding um so that's the um that's the good thing about uh, uh, the industrial market Sure. Okay. Um, now, the other thing, uh, big thing, well, big thing that potentially will affect Kent is the government's announced plans for a Thames free port. Um, how significant is the opportunity there from a commercial property perspective? There will be opportunities. I think with any of these um, uh, these new uh, um, infrastructure improvements, it's only going to affect uh, values, and um, it will assist, I think, phenomenally um, the growth of the logistics sector in Kent. Um, now, um, other big issue, um, we're kind of talking uh, as COP26 is going on, um, how much more important are environmental issues uh, to occupiers than they were, say, 10 years ago? I think they haven't been in the last five years even. Um, some developers are putting in um, in solar panels, etc. But now a lot of the big firms have got ESG departments, so they're looking at environmental. I mean, most big companies now need to tick all the boxes. So where five years ago um, it might be a, um, a wish list, now it's a definite. Um, can you get any more rental? I had this conversation with a developer yesterday, and um, you can potentially have a large cost saving from solar panels, for example, which you could add on uh, a small amount to the rent. But in effect, rentals growth is rental growth is is so 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 big anyway. Uh, I mean, this year we had um, a 15% increase in uh, in rental growth, um, where the national average is 14%. Um, the market, I know I'm uh, digressing slightly, but the market, the the UK market in the next five years should increase by 4%. We're told, um, and Kent in the last five years has increased by 9%. So I think you know, with with that in mind, um, rental growth will 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 continue. I've completely cut digressed from your, from your <laughs> but notwithstanding, the answer to your question is uh, yes, it'll have massive effects, um, and I think developers will be including that. Um, as developers will also be um, looking at. Um, uh construction costs um 
and the delays which have completely affected a lot of the logistics sector. Um, and you know, this has added on you know 20 to 25% increases, um, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, so that's where we are. Okay. Yeah, I mean, not the, the shortage of building materials um, is an issue across the country. Um, how optimistic are you that that's going to kind of settle down a little bit over the next, say, 12 months? Probably hasn't affected the national developers so much because they have got a lot of um, pipeline kit. Um, pipeline. Um, it's for smaller developers in Kent. Mm. Uh, there might be a few issues because obviously they're they're doing less um, less large large developments. Um, and um, I think. Uh, yeah, so they'll have, you've got also got to think about biodiversity um, costs, which uh, come into law 2023, which um, I know we've brief, briefly touched on, but that will be um, quite a big effect, adding on about 10% to build costs. Okay. Um, do you feel like kind of the, the sort of drive to greener buildings, is that coming mainly in response to occupier demand or is that regulation forcing, you know, standards up? No, I think it's, um, I think it was um, um, regulation. Now it's more uh, occupiers, as, as I mentioned before, have got the ECSG department, so they do need to, uh, to, tick, to tick all the boxes. So I think there's extra costs involved there. Um, but um, that's that's the way of the world. Um, on the smaller developments, may not affect it so much because obviously you're, you're probably letting to smaller companies. Um, but for the larger um, na- uh, multinationals, it'll definitely be a, a USP. Mm, sure, good stuff. Okay. Um, now the the magic wand question. Um, what's the kind of one thing, if you had the power, um, that you'd like to see improved about Kent in order to improve the fortunes of the commercial real estate market there? Uh, I think planning is always the um, the bugbear, um, whether it's residential, um, office, or industrial. Um, you know, we're just part of a large planning process, which. Um, takes its time, um, obviously has benefits and disbenefits of, of that time. Um, but I think that um, the residential obviously is leading a lot of the, the land take. Um, so I think commercial, and actually commercial resi values now are about the same, where five years ago resi would have led quite easily. Um, so I think you know lack of land, which is linked in with planning, um, that's probably the only bugbear. And I think, um, I mean, when I came to Kent, it was, um, uh, rents were a lot lower, uh, which was a recession, but I'd probably say, you know, you're looking at six or seven pounds per square foot on a good day. So now we're off, um, you know, 10 plus. Um, so I think, um, I think Kent's got an awful lot to offer. Good stuff, excellent. Okay, well on that note, I think we'll bring things to a close. Mark, oh, thank you yeah. very much for your time. Thank you. Cheers.